Inspiration strikes in all sorts of places. For J.K. Rowling, it was on the train. While delayed between Manchester and King's Cross in London, Harry Potter, quote, fully formed, popped into her head. For George Lucas, it happened on a drive with his Alaskan Malamute Indy. One of cinema's most indelible duos, Han Solo and Chewbacca, emerged from how he imagined he and his dog looked through the front windshield. And for Lin-Manuel Miranda, inspiration struck while he was floating on an inner tube in a pool in Mexico. The young theatrical prodigy was taking a vacation from his Broadway smash In the Heights and cracked open Ron Chernow's latest bestseller, a tomic biography which chronicles the life and stranger than fiction death of one of America's founding fathers. The idea to rewrite the story as a musical, to make the show a hip-hop influenced one, and to primarily cast it with people of color all came to him in that pool. His location when he decided to sell said musical, which had been filmed and turned into a movie, to Disney Plus for $75 million is anyone's guess. Side note, when the two gomers decided to make their one-off podcast into a full-fledged series that ended up lasting 12 years and spinning off another film-based one, they were in the pool too. Just one of the many ways they are just like Lin-Manuel Miranda. We're the two gomers, we're talking Hamilton, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. How's it going? Okay, let's get, let's get, let's get this out of the way right away. Okay. I'm showing you something oh. right now. Dang, my, dude. My, my playbill... From when I saw Hamilton in Chicago. Mm, I literally just got goosebumps. Um, I, I should actually look for my journal entry in the in my five-year journal. <laughs> I wonder what Ooh, I said. <laughs> that would have been good, dude. Um, yeah, so I, what I want to get out of the way right away is I, I'm, I'm nervous about this episode because yep. I don't want to be that guy. What, fan, like, fanboy? fanboy is fine what i don't want to be is like i know everything you say is like, i know that uh well, i already I, knew that because i went to see hamilton in the theater <laughs> right okay so behind the scenes um uh-huh. you okay so i'm anthony this is my friend yeah. steven over there um Hi. there may be some theater some new theater listeners to this that, that have never listened to a movie like not like to our movie podcast before um we want to welcome them there's gonna be a hot take later that i'm really worried about um (laughs) oh you've got a hot take you're worried about why because you think it's basic or something no i think it could hurt feelings uh oh (laughs) oh you're going after theater people (laughs) 
<laughs> no, not theater people. Theater. Oh, okay. Well, theater in general. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but the behind the scenes is I knew this was going to be friggin' unbelievable. Yeah. And I never saw like like we've been talking about it for years. Have you seen Hamilton yet? Have you seen it? I've listened to a couple of songs because you have been obsessed for years and years and years. And right. I've been like, it's like it's like the Halloween candy that I've been holding in my pillowcase, knowing yeah. that it's going to rule one day. I'm going to savor and enjoy this candy. And I love okay. to save stuff. I love to so save that's, stuff. So that's better than I feared, which was oh. you were being a contrarian. And oh. like, oh, everybody likes this. Forget Mm-mm. it. No way. I like I knew okay. I knew the moment that I watched it, had I seen it in the theater, which actually Aaron and I had tickets to see it in April. She got yeah. them for my birthday. And then, of course, at the Fox Theater here in Atlanta, of course, um, COVID-19 has caused all production of everything in like the world to shut down. Um I'd so, say this is the biggest tragedy of the pandemic that you didn't get to go see Hamilton. Like I, I remember thinking that <laughs> I remember thinking that when I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> theaters are closing." <laughs> no. So I mean, besides the fact that thou- tens of thousands of creatives are out of work, that's the problem. <laughs> I didn't get to see. It. No. Um, yeah, actually, the Heroes Act, dude. Everybody should like support that. We're, we're not yeah. trying not to be like super political on the podcast or anything like that, but mm-hmm. we've got to figure out ways to um, support um, out of work creatives, theater people, uh, yeah. production people, musicians, actors. I mean, it's this is a really, really, really hard time for a yeah, lot. Yeah, what of people. I heard is that Broadway will not open until January at the earliest. Hmm. Uh, and it's just like. What what do they do? Yeah, I mean they're all I mean, they're, they're all furloughed, right? There's a is my good, assumption. There was like a six month unemployment program, but okay. that's going to run out, and so that's huh. what we're that's part of what that's about is like extend that, right? And also just look for other you know look for other ways to help support them. I mean, yeah. if you've got something that you need like creatively done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I know my church has a ton of great production people that are just like, you know, kicking it. I mean, some of, some are doing like projects for people, be it like cool videos and photography stuff or yeah. just people want to work. People want to do stuff. I mean, I know I want to play music, man. Right. Um, yeah. You're one of so. these. You're one of these mu- creatives, musicians that are um, that. I mean, you guys aren't coming back until. I don't know. Like, we don't have anything so announced weird. or anything like that. But it's like, when the heck can you gather people to come hear yeah. a theater performance, to come hear an orchestra. Um, right. But we'll, we'll have, we'll definitely be doing more stuff online. And I think, you know, I mean, look at the, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, they're back yeah. like to, right. oh man, this is so weird. Football too. That's, that's one of the ones that kills me for fall yeah. is like for me, college football. Um, it's, it's all cardboard cutouts in the stands and everything like that like we're just gonna have to watch cheaper by the dozen over and over again (laughs) right exactly we're forced to stay in our homes and watch cheaper by the dozen um (laughs) i i think one of the reasons i'm i'm excited about talking about this is because you're a professional musician Mm. right you have i mean so if people are new anthony is uh the assistant principal bassoonist for the atlantic symphony atlanta symphony orchestra 
Um, yep. But you have also played in a ton of pits. I'm oh man, dude! I <laughs> okay. I yeah my my second gig ever. My first mm-hmm. gig ever was with the Capital City Band right. under James Latimer, supported by the Capital Times, the charitable arm of the Capital Times. Uh-huh. Um, but my second gig ever, this was sophomore year of high school, was bassoon in the pit for, uh, I think it was Yeoman of the Guard, okay. Gilbert and Sullivan, yep. um, by the Madison Savoyards, which I did every summer for like, I don't know, 10, No, I, I remember years. going to several shows where you were playing in the mm. pit. I think I saw um, HMS Pinafore, and I think I saw Pirates of Penzance when you were in the pit. Mm. The best. Oh, boy. I, now, I was in the pit. I was in the pit Gilbert as well for um yep. the I think it was a, a middle school production of Sound of Music. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A, it was a community. It was Verona Community Theater, but they did it at the middle school. That's what it was. Okay. And I played trumpet for that was my first gig. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, lead trumpet uh, in Sound of Music and the Music Man. I think we did also. I played in the oh. pit for Verona Community Theater. Um, I think I remember seeing that one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and then I played Pitt a couple times, or se- actually more than a couple times in high school. Okay. Um, Peter yeah. Pan. Pete, yep. Pete, yeah, Peter Pan. I know. I have a few memories of that because um, I played bassoon in that. Right. There, there's yeah. Pit memories are so fun. There's something yeah. about like being in that pit. Like you know, you're in there for so many hours. There's just mm-hmm. fun inside jokes. Um, yeah. there's something about like, you can, every, all musicians are on the same, you're lower, but you're all at like eye level with each other. So like the glance, yeah. the yeah. laugh, the like, oh, I'm looking forward to this line. I'm looking forward to that solo. You know, like one of my favorites is in Peter Pan for bassoon, yeah. you know, uh-huh. you know, like you silly ass, <laughs> like that was my, one of my biggest solos ever. Da, da, da. <laughs> That's Peter wow. Pan, right? Oh yeah, I played trumpet in Peter Pan. I remember, uh, I won't say the name, but somebody fell into the pit. Do you remember this? An mm. actor fell into the pit, um, yep. right on top of me. Oh really? I I don't remember that. <laughs> she was dressed as a lion. She she <laughs> fell into the pit right on top of me, <laughs> and it was one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in high school, maybe my life. Um, but yeah, I was in Peter Pan Pit. I was in um, there. There was others, and I can't remember what they were. Um, and then I made the move to the stage. Right, you were like, "I'm ready for my close up, <laughs> Mister What." Mr. Oh, dang it. Oh, this sucks. I can't remember Come on, who, we're, who gives the close up. We're a movie podcast. We should know that. Yeah. I know it's from uh, S- Sunset Boulevard, right? Is, there is, you go. That's, that's what the line is from. Um, but then I moved up on the stage for Into the Woods, and then I did theater in college. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit, too. Um, the theater. Oh, the theater. The boards. That's um, another one. The, the memories behind, like, backstage. I mean... So fun. I mean, like, I just remember um, for some reason we all slicked our hair back for every possible performance and we just used <laughs> tubes of KY jelly. Right? For what? Oh, for our hair. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, literally just, just like caking our hair with KY jelly. Is right. that like interesting? A 
theater thing. That could be. That just um, it was for us was apparently. For- I remember how bad it's. It just smelled in that pit, right? I mean, mm. you're you're in yep. there in a tight space, yep. with just a bunch of teens, right? And it gets sweaty. Um, there's just that th- high school theater smell <laughs> aroma. Yep. Um, but yeah, so th- this is our first musical mm-hmm. that we're doing. Yeah, so um, we're reviewing Hamilton the musical, the movie. Right, Hamilton is, is. Would that be the order that you say it in? I guess so. Hamilton, the musical. Yep. The movie. Yep. So it counts for perfect movie because it's a movie. Yeah. So that was one of the first questions I have on my notepad was, "Is this a movie?" Yes, and okay. I think the answer to that is yes. We would. Okay. We would not have been able to get away with, um, doing this episode if we were just reviewing the production the, the, the musical the, the, the musical right the right. stage production yep. yep um but i do think it's i know it's a movie they have put this out now as a movie yep and so totally. we can record now it's a different kind of musical movie than like julie andrews sound of music which is it's sure it's filmed on locations and it's right um it's off of the stage that's what in the Heights is going to be like whenever the heck yep. it comes out in like 10 years, even though it was supposed to come out this right. summer. Another um, one of the sad things about this summer, that not being in theaters, because that right. looks incredible. Actually filmed in New York City or I think, yeah, or, or stages that look like it, right? Right, um, right. This, yep. is, this is an actual filmed, I think they filmed three of them. If mm-hmm. I was reading right, three actual stage productions and then pieced together into a film stage production, but it's still a movie. Totally. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, it's not like um, see that that'll be in the evidences for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that it is. It is like the okay. You know, we'll we'll save that for that. Okay. I'm so right. happy that it's the musical. Yeah. I just thought in my head how cool. Like, how cool would it be to see this mm-hmm. shot? I don't know. I, I thought it would be dumb until I just started thinking about it right now. And I was like, actually, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like, I, I wonder if people thought the same thing about Sound of Music, right? Such huh. a famous stage production. It's yep. not, it wouldn't be as good if it was just filmed out on an actual mountain. Right. But then you get that opening shot and then oh. spinning around on the, in the Alps in Austria. And you're like, OK, okay <laughs> I, I, can, I can do this. Right? <laughs> like, I guess it's OK. I mean, I love cardboard sets and things that look painted <laughs> to look like bricks. But, um, yeah, it would be cool to see a little tea party action out on the. Uh, like, oh, yeah. So that'd be cool. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that in the evidence. Um I do have some stricken from the record. I have one stricken from the record. Oh, we're going to start with a stricken from the record. Okay. Can we throw a stricken from the record? We are going to go into the trial in a little bit. What happens, any new listeners, is that we're going to, we we take a movie, we put it on trial. We each get a couple evidences to prove that it's perfect. But sometimes before we get into the trial, we strike certain things from the record that neither of us or the listener is allowed to take into account when they vote. (laughs) (laughs) And there are so few. Now, if, if anybody wants to go back to the Space Camp episode, we started with 30 minutes of Stricken from the Records. 
<laughs> Stricken's from the We're record, sorry. We're not going to do that this time. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to play this. Okay, okay, wait. Don't give it, because I have a guess of what it is, and it's we okay. actually have a word for it in our house. Okay. We call it the Broadway blap. <laughs> that rules. Okay, good. Okay, so you're going to put that later, or do you want to just say no, it now? I, I didn't even have it in any of my notes. I'm so thrilled. Is, the, is that your issue? The okay. slap at the Every end of single. It. Uh, every. Okay, that's my only thing that I don't love about this is like every single song. Now, you could say this about like lots of different forms of artwork that there yeah. are similarities in all of them. Like almost every single symphony ends with a big major chord of some sort, right? You know, it's just for some reason, it's like, okay, I just picture people not knowing mm-hmm. what to do, and then they hear the bop, and they're like, yay! You know, like... <laughs> that's that's the signal to clap and cheer. <laughs> right. It's like, like I'm still Jenny from the block. Bop! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we come back to J-Lo a lot. But, but you're right. That's so weird, because we actually have a word for it in our house that we made up and it's and it came from Hamilton because it does okay. feel a little bit out of place. Uh-huh. This this hyper confident in itself piece of yeah. art. Right. Take out the blaps, bro. <laughs> Every single song ends with the Broadway blap. Um that is okay. That is the only thing I think eh, there's only there's one other thing when I get to my okay. Broadway hot take. Um but Everything about this is friggin' unbelievable. I think we're going to have a great time talking about it in the trial, but I wanted to get that stricken from the record, off the record, and I can't believe you guys had a word for it. <laughs> and once you hear it, listener, you hear it everywhere. Um, yeah. One theory I had about it years ago was that um, it's it for a kind of typical Broadway audience member, yep. the... the the, the musical is such a stretch mm-hmm. from what they're used to seeing that Lin-Manuel included the blaps. Le- huh. Like we did the boom, bah, the, like we included some of the familiar audio yeah. cues when we started a new podcast. Right. <laughs> it was like, I, I actually don't know if this is too much of a stretch. I'm going to include the blaps. <laughs> Just throw them a blap. <laughs> throw them a blap. They'll know where to clap. Um <laughs> That's the yeah. motto. Uh, there you that's go. A Broadway motto. Clap after the blap. The blap clap. Um, <laughs> okay, that's super okay. funny. Look, you want you want to go to the Gomer one sheet or oh yeah, you let's have, do you have it. The, the description. Do you have a VHS? Oh yeah, let's. Box so I, you know, th- this is the this is the first movie we've done. Even Just Mercy came out on DVD. And You're so right. there existed something that I could read, right? right? Um, th- no- nothing exists physical. There's no physical copy or, of this. Or IMDb no, or something. I'm just going to go to Disney+. Plus. Ooh, you know, okay. Credit yep. where credit is due. Totally. They paid whatever it was, dozens of millions, I'm assuming, dollars. I think dollars. they paid $75 million to Lin-Manuel right. um, Miranda. And he was probably like, thank you. Um, actually it was $75 million <laughs> also on that front, dude. I heard that Disney plus subscriptions, new signups. This was in that vanity fair article I sent to you. Or oh, right, variety, yeah. um, went up 75% in 
that weekend. Like, so how, it paid off. Apparently, oh, totally. Like, how does okay? Disney Plus probably already has everybody. How did seventy five percent more people from everybody <laughs> like sign up in one weekend? Like, how did that happen? Maybe it was like, okay, I've been stealing my brother's password and username. Ah, uh, okay. Now I'm going to buy it for myself. But why? I mean, I'm still I'm still taking Alex's <laughs> username and password. Watch Hamilton with it. Um, yeah. And, and okay, we'll get to the one sheet in just a second. But let, let me read that. Didn't they get rid of the trial week that two or something like that? Like the free trial? Oh, did they? Think I think they may have been like no free trial this weekend. You we're not letting you just watch Hamilton. No and then, way. I'm not sure. Okay, I I had heard that. That would be a very that. canny move if they had done that. Um. Okay. Here's what it says. Uh, the film version of the original Broadway smash hit Hamilton combines the best elements of live theater, film, and streaming. In an astounding blend of hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway. Mm. Presenting the tale of American founding father Alexander Hamilton, this revolutionary moment in theater is the story of America then, told by America now. Mm. So let me say, I think besides the fact they just just had to include streaming in that description, it's pretty excellent. Like, that's what I thought when I saw Hamilton. It combines the best elements of live theater, film, and streaming. (laughs) (laughs) And squirting. Um. (laughs) Yep, if you have a, what what was that? What was that thing called that you squirted with? If if you're listening to it on a Zoom, it also combines squirting. You have you have the Hamilton mixtape. Can you squirt that over here? <laughs> squirt it to my well, zoom. It does, it does combine theater and squirting, so sure, here it is. <laughs> um I, I actually I, I think it's a pretty good description. Good job, Disney Plus. Um yeah. good news, it's in color. Woo. PG thirteen. Mostly gold though. <laughs> lots of golden browns. Lots of wood grain. Yeah, lots. Of, yeah, brick. Yeah, um, uh, PG thirteen, which they had to take out two f words, maybe three. Oh, really? To put okay. it on Disney Plus, and okay. I actually read a, an interview with Lin Manuel where he's like, "I want kids to see it," and so huh. I want it on Disney Plus in particular. Oh, that's awesome. Now, the seventy five mil might have helped with that, but. Um, <laughs> They take out two F words. I gotta tell you, I miss those two F words. <laughs> oh, see, I don't, I don't know them. Yeah, I don't. Um, very carefully placed and um, poetically, but very purposefully poetic F words that are screamed and okay. great. And uh, when you watch the Disney Plus version, it's something like "we instead. Oh, like like a. <laughs> <laughs> these two <laughs> girls walked in james madison goes <laughs> 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 or or it was just said so fast like nobody even heard it anyways now you can hear it so yeah, we yeah. We, okay. it, we heard it we it, it was enough so that we were like oh there it was okay and i longed for the f-bomb in okay. that moment huh um okay so and you've got a Gomer one sheet. Yep. If you're Let's a new just listener, run through. This is a this is a sheet that 
Anthony scribbles on <laughs> of all <laughs> this is, interesting facts about it. It's my book report. Hamilton, yep. the musical, the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Release date was July 3rd, 2020. Um, recorded right. and filmed in 2016 at the Richard Rogers Theater in New York City. Running time is two hours and 40 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. The budget for the stage production, I this is Wikipedia, said $12.5 million. Um, man, dude, I heard that this is already sixth highest grossing Broadway production of all time. Okay. And it's only been running for five years. So some right. of the higher ones are like Cats. Cats is um, number one, I think, right? Is it still yep. number one? Always and forever, Cats. I think this is going to take it over, dude. Oh, no. Um, Don't touch my precious cats. <laughs> uh, okay. Disney paid $75 million for the rights yeah. to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, gross. Okay. Here's a question I had. What would this have grossed at the box office? I, that could probably... I wonder if there's an estimate. Because the, the original projecting. plan was to release it not even this Christmas, but next Christmas, 2021. Yes. Remember yes. that announcement? Uh-huh. Um, and then when they were just like, then the pandemic hit and they were just like, never mind. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do it six, 18 months early, streaming. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So, so what if? There's a lot of what ifs here. Yep. I'm just so curious because that they paid $75 million. I wonder yeah. what they would have made. Yeah. Or, well, they made all those new Disney Plus, um, you know, subscriptions. Right. But what would they have made in the theater? I, I think this would have been in the 300, 300 million to 500 million easy. I wonder if they will still release it in the theater. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to talk about that in my. Uh, okay. We'll say what, what live music when people can see live music again um, in the yeah. trial. But I agree. Right. I think they will release it. And uh-huh. I think it's it's going to blow our minds to be with people again. Right. Like, I think we're going to be like, yep, who cares that I've seen it 30 times on Disney Plus? I want to see it with an audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there will be sing-alongs probably, oh, right? All, yes. all those things. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, there have not been any awards. And actually, this is not eligible for an oscar because you can't like um record like a play oh is that true okay yep um yes i knew something you didn't know one thing i think that'll happen that'll happen again at some point (laughs) keep your fingers crossed (laughs) um actually um but this musical has won a grammy a pulitzer an obie award Two yep. Lawrence Olivier Awards and was the Tony Award winner for Best Musical, Best Director, Best Original Score. So I'd say it was very good. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty successful. Good job. <laughs> um, so far, Rotten Tomatoes. We're only two weeks into this being out. Three weeks into this. Not even. Um, yeah. 99% from critics, 91% from audience. Pretty good. Um, top current event uh, when this movie was released was a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and massive racial justice movement, racial unrest in the mm-hmm. United States as well, as well as around the world. And yep. also it was uh, right before Independence Day 2020. Yeah. Woohoo. Yep, the day before. Yeah. <laughs> did, did Which you, you, you watched it with Aaron, I'm assuming, just the two of you. Is that right? Yep. We did one of okay. our date nights where the kids watch one movie downstairs. I 
can't remember what it was actually. Um, oh, it was uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two. Okay. Um, and then we watched our movie, mm-hmm. had a blast, felt yeah. super American, but it wasn't on July third. It was like three days ago. So that's the other thing going into this. I've seen this once, and wow. I've listened to the music for, you know, I don't know, maybe a month. Okay. And you so have known this for four years. So like there's a totally different perspective shift too. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, yeah. I, c- can I just tell my Hamilton story? Everybody's got a Hamilton Great. story. That's your Hamilton story, right? Yep. Um, and again, I don't want to seem like that guy. Please. I want you to be that guy, dude. <laughs> it's all good. So the broad, the Broadway musical comes out in August, 2015. Okay. It, it it starts on Broadway. I don't get how this works, but the Broadway, the original cast recording drops the next month, September 2015. Okay. Okay. It, it's just such a insane turnaround for getting um, original cast recordings out. Sure. And I, and, and I did some research on it. That's usually how it works. About a month after the, the play releases, they're dropping the album. Okay. Well, I mean, that actually makes sense. I'm sure there are tracks been recorded for like a really long time, even going into that. Right. Like, and all the tracks are recorded in studio. They're not recorded mm-hmm. live. I mean, y- yeah. you've heard, uh, we've both heard tons of original cast recording. All those are recorded in the studio. My favorite um, so still is might... Starlight Express. Starlight Express. My <laughs> favorite roller skate based musical. I actually saw that dude. I West End in West End in London. You did? Yeah, dude. Wow. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> A revival of Starlet Express? No, like I think that was where the original I don't know. I thought it started yeah, but there. It can't, it can't still be playing. When did no, you no, see I, it? No, I saw it when I was like seven years old. Wow. <laughs> You're blowing my mind here. <laughs> Was Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber there? I think he was conducting. But I think that was what I got for my seventh birthday. I was obsessed with that movie. I mean, combine great music and roller skates. I'm in, man. A train musical with uh, And a train, on come wheels. on. Yeah. yeah, you love trains. <laughs> um, so it, it popped up in my Spotify um, Discover Weekly. Mm. September wow. 2015. Wow. Um, because I because I do listen to oh my gosh. I'd listen to a lot of <laughs> I listen to a lot of musical soundtracks. Okay. okay? I can't wait to talk so about I that. So I like to keep I like to keep up with it. And so you get your stinkers, Groundhog Day the musical, not very good. Mm. But this thing, Hamilton, which I had kind of heard about uh, like probably once or twice, pops up. I'm at the public library doing work mm-hmm. with my headphones in. Yeah, it's it's an early day, nine a.m., and I'm just be, just sometimes I go to the library to work. Yep, listen to it, listen to it again, <laughs> listen to it three times in a row, <laughs> and didn't do any work. Ran home and had Jessica listen to it, and the boys yep. listen to it too. Yep. Um, went on a walk that night and listened to it again, <laughs> and it was just a completely wasted day. Um. <laughs> That's incredible. And then I started my little campaign where I was trying to get everybody to listen to it. Right. Okay. I was one of those Hamilton guys. Sure. Um, and then we went to see it in the theater 
uh, in Chicago three years later. Yeah, it must have been 2018. Here's what I wrote. We were in Milwaukee and I wrote, we take a bus to Chicago to see Hamilton exclamation point. Jack gets sick at home and our seats suck. So it's a terrible (laughs) time. (laughs) But we still have fun exclamation point. I think because I felt bad about it. (laughs) You were trying to like your thankfulness practice. Yeah, I had to celebrate something. Right. Um, So we went to see it live. Um, It was it wasn't amazing because of we were there was a pole in front of us and we sure. could only see a quarter of the stage and the sound uh-huh. wasn't very good. It was good to be in the room where it happened, but it wasn't my it wasn't <laughs> what I was longing for, right. pining for, dreaming about for three years. Yeah, you can't um, set expectations high enough. Right. Or, or you uh yeah, right. Like your expectations were so high you can't possibly meet higher. them. Yeah, you're right. 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 Yeah. And so I kinda have questions about that for you after five years of hearing sure. the hype of this. Yep. whether or not it lived up to it. Um, yep. And then, of course, last month, we saw it. original cast on Disney+. Plus. Um, so I, I'm curious. I'm curious about a lot of things. Yep. I, 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 I'm curious about how this will work because um, it's a movie that we're trying to judge and not necessarily the stage, the, the live theater experience. Right, good points. Yep. Um, and so I want to... I know we're going into that and that might get confusing, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so I think we should just head in. We should go in right now. Let's listen to the Disney plus trailer okay. for Hamilton. And then let's move in and put Hamilton on trial. Is it a perfect movie? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Wow, he blapped it. Blap. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a blap at the end of that one, but you're uh, you are right that there are so many blaps. There are so many blaps. There are so many earworms. Yeah, this is the. I mean, like, okay, anybody that's listening to this that has done theater, that has been in theater, um, mm-hmm. you know what a theater. Or a musical, or actually a symphony too. Same thing. What an earworm yeah. is. There's something about the theater musical earworm, though, that like when you're in a musical, you know what I mean? It uh-huh. doesn't leave all day, all no. night. You wake up and you hear it. You go to sleep. You're walking around. You're like, not give, not throwing away my shot. Or <laughs> never gonna be president now. Yep. You know, now, I don't. I don't know if I heard this theory from someplace where that I, if I read it or if Alex, my brother said it to me, 
So okay. th- these are confusing. The way to okay. get rid of an to the rate the way to get rid of an earworm. Yep. Is you actually have to sing the full song through to the end <laughs> in your head so that it ends. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Because it'll just start over. Like you'll get to that blap. So so go all the way to the blap. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You gotta right, get to but, the blap. Right, but, but I think it'll start over. Okay. That that's a good theory. That's a that's that's smart. I get because it. Because otherwise it's stuck in a loop in your head uh, okay. and you haven't yep. finished it. Sure. Um, uh Alex has only listened to half of one episode we found out during the yeah. um, <laughs> during the Go episode. Total so he jerk. won't be able he won't be able to let us know if it was actually him, but people should try it. If you've got an earworm in your head, if you're if you're never going to be presidenting over and over again, finish the song and see okay. if that takes it out. That is so interesting. Okay, huh. I, th- okay, I think it was an NPR thing I was listening to in the car. Could that be um, like Radio Lab or something like that? Could be. Okay, I bet it that, was. That is super interesting, though. And yeah. Alex, we love you. We don't really think you're a jerk. You are a junior educated rich kid. Um, but you should but you should be listening to your best friend's podcast and brother's podcast. <laughs> and be a thirteen point one rich kid. I haven't heard that in a long time. You got junior nerd never ending radical dude. So that's if somebody would insult you on the on the playground and say, You jerk, and you're like, Yep, that's right. I am. I'm a junior educated rich kid. <laughs> Never ending. And then that dude. bully would would walk away, head hanging low. He got me. Oh. Do 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 dee dee do. Um, <laughs> little curb your enthusiasm music. Um, yeah. Yep. All right. Here we are in the Hamilton trial. Here's how it works. Every week, or every movie, every other week, mm-hmm. Anthony and I take a movie that we love. We have a long list. Mm. We put that movie on trial. We act as its defense counsel. We present evidence. We get two exhibits apiece to prove to you, the listener, and to one another that this movie is indeed perfect. If it gets a yes from me, Stephen, if it gets a yes from Anthony, and if it gets a yes from the listener after we uh, poll our listeners, then we put it on a flash drive. We give it to Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) He flies a f- he flies <laughs> he flies with Will Smith up to the mothership, launches that flash drive into the window of the alien. <laughs> the alien watches all ten movies or however many. They're converted into nice little girls and boys, and the world is saved. Yes, the xenomorphs become ha- happy boys and girls. The xenomorphs are there also, right? Yeah, they're, they're lining xenom- up. Okay, and 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 they also watch. <laughs> One of them is peeking over the shoulder. <laughs> Of whatever the aliens... I don't know if we ever get a name for the aliens in Independence Day, do we? I don't think so. Good point. They're just, they're, just bad, they're just bad boys. But man, if they watch this list of movies that we are assembling, they will become good boys and girls. Ooh. We will all smoke gonna... our stogies and say we did it. <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever watch Independence Day or if we'll ever review Independence Day. That movie rules. We, we missed our chance. <laughs> I think yep, we had we... planned on doing it. Um, during July Fourth, but I think we forgot for some reason. And someday, we a way better movie. Oh, Hamilton. that's true. 
Okay. I'm Alexander Hamilton. So we're going to go into the trial. We each get to pick mm-hmm. two pieces of evidence. Anthony, do you want to go first? Great. Sure. Okay. I'll go right ahead. Um, Great. So freaking loved this movie. Absolutely yeah. loved watching it. Total blast. Um, even I'm after gonna, all the hype. Even after all the hype. Okay, so here. I'm going to I'm going to come in hot with my first piece of evidence, okay? Okay, great. All right, so my first piece of evidence is that this movie gives yes. us a front row seat to one of the most important works of art of I don't know, the decade. Richard Schiff says of his lifetime. Okay, uh, yep. Of, Remember right. that? Did you hear that I West do. Wing Weekly episode where they interviewed I did. Richard Schiff and he was crying the whole time and then he I talked did. about Hamilton. He said, it's the greatest piece of art in my lifetime. Yes. Like he wept. And I love yep. Richard Schiff. I mean, yeah, he rules as Toby. Some of the best moments in the West Wing were Toby episodes or were Toby mm-hmm. moments. And when he chokes up, oh my gosh, I love it. Um, it just... It's like, it is a, a ticket that we would have never gotten. Yeah. Like you said, sadly, you got, okay, I didn't get Broadway didn't get production. Ticket. I know, but just hold on. I didn't get original Broadway cast. I didn't get New York. I didn't even a get baby. a good, I didn't even get a good seat. I had a pole in front of me. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. My, there was a guy on a date next to me yeah. who knew all the words and was singing it really loud to his oh. obviously blind date. I mean, he, th- these people had never met one another. They came oh to Hamilton, gosh. which is, I mean, congratulations. That's a pretty good first date. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But he was mansplaining it to her the entire time and mm. singing it also. Just trying to impress her. Check out, check out how fast I can speak. Um, like, look at, I've spent years memorizing this. No, I do wish I memorized it. Actually, when I saw James Corden do it on that, um, like the, you know, his car karaoke. Right. I yep. was like, dang, he was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. How much can he you do? Really How good. much can, can you and your family do? Um, I know every word. Nice. Oh gosh, what an idiot. No way. Um, Worth it. But I don't, I don't think I could sing along to every word does that make sense yeah I th- oh I th- totally i think that um you know how that's different like i don't think i could do the in- the entire raps that lafayette is doing right in a french accent like i, I yeah, can't yeah. i couldn't perform it for you right now and i right. probably screw a lot of it up but yep. it is definitely i mean this one lame is <laughs> wicked oh yeah I went to I, that I with think, Alex. Right, you guys, and you actually went. Right? Yep, that was fun. That was super fun. <laughs> um, yeah, th- there are some that I just know by heart, but I don't think I could, and I have bad dreams about this, get up and perform it on stage. I actually have stress dreams where I'm okay. supposed to do, it's more like I'm supposed to do Into the Woods from high okay, school yeah. and I don't remember the words. Right, right. You're not plopped in the middle of Hamilton. Um <laughs> like like on Broadway, like somehow they threw you in there. Um, okay, so going back, like with my evidence though, like mm-hmm. the production value is 
out of this world, unbelievable. Like I don't have the right adjectives. Um, it's so crisp and clear looking. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's 4k. Um, you can see every drop of spit, every Uh, drop of sweat, every drop (laughs) of everything. Right. You can see every detail. There's all those, there's like, see, you know, like, um, Errors where you can see different takes, like that's always kind of fun to see. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Or se- sequencing errors, mm-hmm. um, but like, like, uh, it's just they were able to capture it. Yeah. And the fact that it was in the can, and that they knew to pour this much, like, I- I'm curious, kind of, as to how many other cool things like this are actually in the can somewhere, like yeah. in some vault waiting to be right. released, and like what other great Broadway shows. Have they filmed like is the I think this is the best filming of a Broadway show ever as well. I, I, I read an article about very this. few, but yeah, it was okay. actually from a tweet. So I think it was somebody had tweeted, stop asking us to release all Broadway musical recordings mm. because most of them are terrible. See, that's like, what I was thinking. It's all. Yeah, it's like almost like just don't because it's like yeah. now they have risen the bar right so high it's like shoot you can't once the bar is that high you can't go back you know you can't release something subpar you know it it has to be filmed i mean they they must have cranes in the room right i mean there there are yeah they're they're zooming in they're coming close from far away i wonder Mm -hmm. what it would have been like to have been in the audience during these filmings okay so as far as i understand they yeah. filmed two, and then a third one was with steady cams on stage, no audience, crane cams all over the place. Oh, so that okay. so yeah. like those those super cool tight shots are mm-hmm. like from people on stage, like a steady cam yeah. operator, um, and and things of like course. that. Of course, like or else you'd be able to see them all when <laughs> right, it cuts like, to a different yeah, or when it cuts cuts to a wide shot, it would be like eight dudes with yeah. cameras on the stage right that's where i still want to think like in survivor where are all those cameras survivor guys? yeah where are they so it has to be so carefully edited and cut to take right. those people out so what you're saying is there was not probably even an audience during the close-up shots yeah so there i believe there was a third i don't know if it was some documentary i watched or something um yeah. a third take with just on stage close ups, stuff like yeah. that, so that they could get that extra spit take from Jonathan Groff. Right. Um, just so much spit. <laughs> what are, yeah, so are they doing multiple takes of that? Like, not enough spit, Jonathan. Spit more. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That actually clears a lot of. And so then they probably w- they would just, they probably just laid over the audience reaction over the entire cut film yeah so my third recording or something yep my guess is that um just from various like live music kind of stuff that i've done more recently is that everything is with a click track and so like it was actually probably super friggin easy even though that Uh music director i have his i have his name down here and that dude is amazing thomas Um, Oh no, uh, Alex Lackamore is like the oh right, yeah, the the guy that kind of like co-composed it or wrote some of the music yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
like he pro- he's sitting at his keyboard, he's sitting or whatever with his mm-hmm. conduct, and it's probably like, okay, punch in this. I'm yeah. guessing that it is all locked in like pretty. So like editing would be actually pretty easy. And you're um, guessing that because you have done this, right? When you have yeah. recorded live music with a with a big orchestra, yeah. Um, it, it what you're are you hearing a click track in your ear? Yeah, like you're you're hearing like a click. You're hearing a count in. Um, yeah. Now, I haven't done like live Broadway kind of stuff like this um, in a really long time, especially with technology like that. But I, that's my guess. I could be way. But off. how does it work when you do these live? Um, orchestra play-alongs with the with the movie playing like when i went to see jurassic park and the orchestra played are do you have an right. earpiece in or does is in, it just the conductor like in different ones we'll have an earpiece with a click track okay. um and then like dress john williams ones usually just the conductor has a click okay. track but he has a click track or something some sort of reference for yeah. sure gotcha and so it's probably all very carefully done hamilton i mean um, yeah. To make the final product look yeah. so seamless. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think this this article I read was from a Broadway producer reacting okay. to people saying, hey, we did you released the Hamilton recording. <laughs> then why can't you just release a wicked one? Why right. can't you just release um whatever? I'm I'm blanking book out. Starlet Express. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, please. Exactly. That's a good call. Why haven't we gotten the Book of Mormon movie yet? Right. We're mad now that we've seen Hamilton. And this guy was like, Book of Mormon was probably recorded from the balcony, a wide shot, 10 years ago when it came out. Right. Yeah. You want original cast? You want Josh Gad in Book of Mormon? (laughs) That recording sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, you do not want to see that after having seen this. Right. Especially. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this raised the bar so high. I mean, so like different things like, for instance, the like the Berlin Philharmonic dude is yeah. putting out like orchestra concerts that look this good. Right. So like it's kind of like production, like digital production has gotten to the point with like remote yeah. cameras and stuff that it looks yep. and sounds so good that and part of that is just like that we all have HD screens in our like we have reached the point yeah. where we can now see anything in our living room and now, but, but we're not, but, and we've also reached the critical point of like, but that's, I don't want to see it in not HD. I don't want to see it. <laughs> and in I don't want to see it not looking perfect. And I don't want to see yeah. it where I can see the seams. Right. Right. And so I, I wonder, I, I really do wonder um, if what you're saying has the bar now been set too high. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and so is that actually, you're using it as evidence. I wonder if it is a mark against this movie because it's going to ruin us for, for any sort of like, I mean, you can't touch live theater, right? Even though yes. my experience kind of sucked, um, right. at the Chicago theater that I went to see it at, the energy there is, is incredible. You are really in mm. the room. And so you yes. can't touch that, even if you're not having a perfect experience. But this gets pretty darn close. Totally. Okay. So and, actually, and a, oh. a little bit, it worries me a little bit for um, people that are brats who now want everything this way. 
<laughs> right. Um, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to speak to that for just one second. Okay. I had that same, I, I er, dude, my mind was on fire when we watched this. <laughs> like I have, I, I have a lot of like, uh, pent up creative energy that I want to play a concert again. I want to yeah. be, and then I have a, I have that. I'm sure people have the same feeling. I want to be in an audience again. I want to yeah. be at church again. I want to yeah. be, um, yeah, I want to go see <laughs> Hamilton. You know what I mean? And so like, even though we have, man, we got this new Sono set up. It's blowing my mind. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I was like, girls, normally we send the girls downstairs and we watch yeah. a movie in our, I was like, we're watching Hamilton and the Sonos. Okay. So <laughs> those 17 tweeters or whatever. They're going to fire off all <laughs> cylinders. But so it actually probably sounded better and looked better than seeing it live, but it wasn't the same. And in that right. sense, it was actually a total letdown. Okay. Can, can I give my piece yes. of evidence? Yep. Um, so I'm chunking in. I have my speaker here because I have Ooh. some things I want to play for you here. Okay. I actually do think this is one of the best concert films I've ever seen. Mm. So... Um, Absolutely. Uh, there, there are concert films that are like this. This person was saying, you don't want to see Book of Mormon because it's just a wide shot from the back. I have seen concert yeah. films like that, right? Um, now this is so interesting. We're not even talking about the piece of art itself yet. We're just talking about how it's a movie, which I love. I'm glad we're going this direction, right? <laughs> yeah. I think um, there's other concert films like. Um, uh, there's a Talking Heads concert film that Jonathan Demme directed. Okay. Science of the Lambs, Philadelphia guy. It it is incredible because mm. it because the camera's moving around, you're getting close-ups, there's a story being told. Yeah. Right. And you feel like you're in the audience. Um the, the I mean, Beyonce's Homecoming that's on Netflix right now is just absolutely jaw-droppingly good <laughs> and so there are concert films that suck and there are concert films that are good there are mu stage musical filmings that suck and there are ones that are good and this is a really good concert film and what it made me feel like and why i'm using it as some evidence even though i think it's the same evidence you're giving but who cares that's okay <laughs> um it's because it actually reminded me so much of being in the room without being in the room Mm. Um, and there's a couple reasons for that. I think primarily it's because I'm so familiar with the original Broadway cast recording that it's a thrill to hear it done a little bit differently. And Ooh. that's an experience I love in a concert. Yes, totally. So I remember going to see, um, now I can't, I'm not going to remember. Oh, All Star United. Remember All Star United? Yeah, yeah dude. Totally. This is like a, a punk band from when we were in college. Yep. And I'd listened to that CD until I'd worn it out, basically. Yep. And then we went to see a concert of theirs in Minneapolis. And the thrill that I got of them doing songs I was so familiar with a little bit differently and yep. a little bit better. Because when they'd recorded the album, they were new songs. Sure, yeah. But yep. they'd been on the road for years. And so they mm -hmm. perfected it and they'd made it their own. You really see that because they recorded these three recordings of Hamilton, I think toward the end of the original cast run okay. a year into the, a year into the production. Mm. And so Dang. they had made it something a little bit different by then. Sure. 
And it was because of the actors, I think. It was because they had been able to play with it a little bit and because um, th- there was a bigger... Ex- I, don't, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? When you go to a live performance and you're like... Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you don't want them to just play it exactly like you've heard it a million times. Right. Yeah. And especially because they're like... Okay, here's the difference between like a an original artist and like a cover band or something like that is like they can do it differently and that's cool like i I heard lin manuel uh miranda on i think it was colbert Uh and they were like i think it was colbert um or maybe it was that british dude that i can't think of the name of that that uh james corden nope uh, like a British a talk British show team. host with em- he was with Emily Blunt. It's like see Lin Manuel Miranda do the rap in front of Emily Blunt and it blows her mind. You know, <laughs> oh, like- you, yeah, the, you mean the guy, it, the most famous talk show host in London? I can't remember his name either. Oh, we are drawing Damn. some serious blanks. Um, okay. But anyways, they were like, "What do you do if you mess up a line?" And he's like, "It was a rewrite." He was like, it was a rewrite, man. Like, you know, because he's like the writer, Um, you know, so like he is the original dude. And so like where uh, a cover band or a cover artist tries to make it exactly like the original Broadway recording, the original band song or, 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 you know, put their own spin on it, whatever. Um, So it's not a copy. It's an original. And um, when it's the original people molding it and shaping it and making it something totally new. It, yeah. it is something so special. And so um, because you get to see the mo- the fully molded thing, mm. the, the energy is just different. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if that would happen. There were other times where I was like, I didn't, because I've heard the Broadway cast recording primarily, and that pole was in front of me when I saw it in the theater. <laughs> you're, I'm seeing things that are completing my picture of the musical. Right. Sure. I didn't know King George was in this scene. Right. Yeah. Pres- not never going to be president. He's there dancing around in joy. You don't you don't know that yeah. because he's not he's not a lead singer of that of that song. And yeah. so th- there's these moments of joy. I'm just going to play you. I just want to I don't know if this will translate very well, but I just want to play you 30 seconds of the cast recording, the end of the Skylar sisters. And then I want to play you those same 30 seconds from the Disney Plus movie. Ooh. And okay. I, th- I I can hear the difference. Okay. I, I'm it's it feels a little bit sloppier. It feels a little bit more manic. Yeah. And I love it. Okay. Okay. So here's the um Okay, there's that's the that's the I mean that's actually precise. You know what I mean? It's yep. clean. Yep. Um, it's it's great, and it's what I have heard for five years. Okay. Yep. Then I turn on the Disney Plus version, and um, first of all, everybody's dancing around, and you're like, oh, there's people dancing around that whole time. That's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's only the one set, right? Right. Which yep. you don't really get. I mean, there's this part at the beginning where he says, uh, the ships are in the harbor now. See if you can spot them. And when I listened to that the first time, I was like, I can. 
There yeah. they are. And I'm assuming they're <laughs> going to be there on the stage when I see it. There's no yeah. ships. It's just a bunch of wood. <laughs> Banisters. There's, right. There's some ropes. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the, here's the uh, movie. Hear that bass? The bass is yeah. different. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I even think I'm glad we talked about pit a little bit. You're hearing the pit yeah. do different things. The, yeah. the mix. I don't know if the mix is different, but the bass is 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 doing different runs dude the bass the dr- is so hot in this and like yeah i actually wrote that here's my movie notes from when i actually watched it i took them on little post-its i just <laughs> okay. wrote in all caps bass player rules <laughs> he's so his licks in that are so freaking cool yeah and and so the the pit is doing a year in riffs yes right yep the totally the a lot of times the um, the singers are a little bit behind the beat, mm. and it's not like the, it's also it's also precise on the CD. I keep saying CD, but like the album, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just a beautiful experience of watching an incredible concert film. Yes, and I I hope that that's the way it's going to be talked about. Um, that it's just it's a great concert film. It's possible to do this. Not everybody can. Yeah, man. I mean, I I still think that when we can go to concerts again, people are gonna mm-hmm. be so hungry to be in a room with people that the uh, this maybe this is my like idealism, my yeah. optimism, but is that people uh-huh. are gonna want to experience things in the real world again, and that yeah. there's actually gonna be a resurgence of people going to concerts resurgence of people going to the theater you know wanting yep. to go to church wanting to go to a class a, wanting to go to school you know what yeah, I mean? it's it's like totally i'll, I'll, I'll go to school if i can be, <laughs> i know if i cannot stare at my computer anymore please totally yeah. like so i this actually made me excited because i was like now i really want to go to see hamilton i already really yeah. wanted to go to see it but I was like now i really want to go to see to it so yeah so um, it's it's a it's a combination between you i think your piece of evidence is actually the production value yeah mine right? is just the care you get that a front, went into yeah. it yep. yeah and, and mine is they actually figured out how to make it how to get the feel right mm. um and and to and to th- they allowed the actors to perform the musical as it was a, a year in and yeah. not when it first started and it's yeah. pretty thrilling as a movie, yeah. um, when you when you take it when you compare it to the album, when you compare it to other theater productions you're going to see of this, it's kind of its own singular thing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, super high energy. Oh my word, yep. I loved it. Yeah. Um, okay, chime in for my next piece of evidence. Sweet. Okay, my next piece of evidence, and this is actually Hamilton related. Finally. <laughs> like i mean not like not just movie related but yeah, um yeah so 
my uh my second piece of evidence is I just said it this way. His unique voice. Okay, so huh. Lynn Manuel Miranda, uh-huh. which I like he he is a genius. Right. He is absolutely a brilliant writer. I mean, what he wrote this for like 10 years or something like that. Yep. Right. I, th- or, I think he said it took him a year to write my shot. Dang. Just that one song took him a year to write or six months or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Okay. One question I just have like behind the scenes when somebody says it took me 10 years to write Hamilton or, you know, uh-huh. take Hamilton yeah. out of it, just say X or like yeah. Harry Potter, J.R.R. Tolkien, what J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Like, she's like, it took her so long. Like, what did you do for money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I know well, I've got a was, $75 okay. million. Dollar. Yeah, no, I know. He, I, and I know he was okay. But it's like, like something, the everything aligns up when somebody gets to make something this awesome and can also afford right, to pour their heart and soul into it. Like, yeah. trust me, guys, Disney's going to pay me $75 million for this someday. <laughs> You know what I mean? We'll pay you back for sleeping on your couch or whatever. (laughs) Because at some point, this will be on Disney's streaming service. Trust me, that's a thing that will happen in 10 years. (laughs) Right. Someday you're going to be able to watch what I do on... um, Yeah. But what I mean, though, is that he didn't try... Now, Broadway Blap aside, um, Mm -hmm. he did something... Within the Heights, and I remember there being buzz of that when we were leaving New York. Okay. Um, like, he did something so original. His, mm-hmm. his voice, like, he, he's taking from different different musical genres. Hip-hop, like it's like it's a jazz, um, mm-hmm. classic Broadway, 60s yep. pop. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's all, um, like, distilled into what is his voice. And yeah. he didn't try to like change that, dumb it down for some mass audience, you know, like on Seinfeld. Like he he didn't try to, um, you know, change change what what his voice was in order to fit Broadway. He has literally changed Broadway from the inside out. Now, you know what I mean? What, do you think that there are going to be now a now it's five years in, and I don't think this has happened necessarily. A run of like historical musicals with hip-hop laid over them sure, that are like just like copycats or something right i remember when lost ended and ev- all of a sudden every show was lost right flash forward right and uh, yep. all these things and you're just like w- that was a singular thing leave mm-hmm. it alone right um so so when you say voice i i, I that that's what i think of like th- th- there's just like this uh, you can't imitate it, uh, or you could imitate it, but it's it's unimitatable in yep. any significant or way that you would like. I don't know. Yeah, in- inimitable, the inimitable yep. Hamilton. It is. It is inimitable. Yep. <laughs> that should be in like the in the dictionary. You look up inimitable. There is Hamilton and Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, yeah. So I have this quote, and I love it. Um, I texted it to you, and you were probably like, what is this? Um, mm. So there's this famous story that people tell about George Gershwin, um, okay. who's this you know, uh, composer of Porgy and Bess, Rhapsody in Blue, uh-huh. an American in Paris, yep. just American treasure, just like mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, yep. And he went to study with 
Maurice Ravel, who's this unbelievable French composer and orchestrator. And um, what Ravel said to him is basically, don't change your voice. You already have your voice. And he said, basically, if you wanted to be Ravel, you would, here's what he said, you might lose your spontaneity and huh. instead of composing first-rate Gershwin, end up with second-rate Ravel. Huh, yeah. And I think that is so cool. Like, he, Gersh, I, I, I'm, now I'm just making it up as if it were me. I'm Gershwin, and I'm like, <laughs> Ravel, you're like the greatest composer in the world. You're like unbelievable. Yeah. I want to write like you. And he's like, uh-huh. don't write like me. Then you'll sound like mm-hmm. bad me. <laughs> he's like you're already freaking george gershwin do you use your voice as a creative and yeah. i just i feel like that he is an american original uh yeah. you know and and just that it just that he got the opportunity to do it all yeah. like um his way mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i just do like it, it just yeah. feels so i feel so lucky yeah that sounds dumb but i feel so lucky to have been able to uh, hear such a creative voice that's so unique mm-hmm. in in my lifetime. When sometimes you think there's nothing new under the sun, everything sounds the same, and then mm-hmm. you hear something that is so inimitable, yeah, original, and you're you. I, I just get this feeling of like, dang, how fortunate am I to be able to hear that? Mm. Um, I, I even and this is maybe controversial. I even like his actual voice. I think Definitely. I think people are like he's not he's not the best singer up there. I mean he compared to Leslie Odom Jr. He I, I agree he's not as uh, traditionally his voice isn't as traditionally incredible as that. Like just um, powerful. Same right. with um, Chris, uh, George Washington, um, Chris Jackson. Oh yeah. I mean like that. Hey dude, I actually got to play with Leslie Odom Jr. That's right. Oh, I was so mad <laughs> when I heard that. Jealous. Remember, and dude, I didn't even know it. I was like, oh, yeah, it was what you were like, dude, did, did you guys? Just, I was, I was so like, mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, dang it, I would have like gone and said hi. Yeah, Christopher Jackson, I'm always considering the coconut whenever I hear him singing in Hamilton. That that, that makes me feel really good because he's Moana's dad. Oh, okay. And also, Philippa, um, Philippa Sue, Eliza mm-hmm. is in Moana too, right? Yeah. Um, yep. she's also a fellow Juilliard grad, so super pumped about go. that you fellow alum. An, an, yeah, your fellow alums. <laughs> uh, now, I'm guessing that had something to do with the fact that Lin-Manuel wrote a lot of the songs in Moana, and he was like, you know who should play that part? Mm. How about a little guy named George Washington? And they're like, <laughs> okay, great. Get him in here. <laughs> See, that I'm kind of wondering that, actually. Like, is um, is this cast, is this like a family that's going to make more stuff together. Like it, seeing that Moana yeah. thing, I, I missed that Chris Jackson thing, but like mm-hmm. the um, composer, um, Philippa, like, yeah. Is this, is this crew going to stick together and do more stuff? Well, I, I think that he, um, I think that the next stage of that is the, in the Heights movie where there's okay. a lot of the same cast and actually he recast himself. Lin-Manuel recast himself with, uh, Anthony Ramos, who plays his son in Hamilton, which I think is a that's great move. Who's, that's who's doing that? Yeah. Oh, dude, that rules. And, I mean, what about Jimmy Smith? I can't when Jimmy Smith comes oh, out. He's dude. singing. 
I almost pooped my pants when I saw that in the <laughs> that trailer in the theater. I was like, you got Smiths in this? <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. But I agree with you. There there is a unique voice that um raises the entire thing through the roof. I I think his kind of metaphorical voice, but also his physical actual voice is so mm. unique. Yeah. Um that uh it, it just sets it apart right away from anything else I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um like if he had been um like I remember the story of Brahms, he just like couldn't write his first symphony because he was like in the shadow of Beethoven and he was like yeah. afraid of like that the the next great symphony you're going to hear after Beethoven 9 is mine. So yeah. it's like he was like very uh, from what I understand like very intimidated by that idea. If Lin Manuel was intimidated by the idea of, you know, I need to make another great Broadway show and I need to make it sound like the other Broadway shows. It actually wouldn't have turned out well. It's like, I'm right. going to come in with my own thing. Yep. I'm not throwing away my shot. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's going to be different. Like even people were like, remember when he would like describe it to people, like even in that white house thing, when he was yeah. like, I'm, I'm writing the, like there were a lot of laughs. P- oh, oh, President Obama laughed at him right. when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> well because it does sound weird like yeah okay yeah and so i think i should get to my final okay my, my my final piece of evidence um which has a lot to do with that the that that the there's a concept here that also sets it apart and i think it's the casting so let me chunk mm, in shoot okay. i'm gonna chunk in um and my, my final piece of evidence is casting okay and actually, we're going to bring in a guest to help us talk about this. Yes. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anthony, this is, um, this is Victoria. Victoria, Hi, Victoria. Sanchez. She is... Uh, <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you a little bit about Victoria. She is cool. um, <laughs> super great. Um, she has been uh, st- on staff with university uh, at Northern Arizona University with La Fe, which is our Latino fellowship. Um, and uh, she's been doing that for a couple of years. And now she has just moved down to Phoenix to plant a new ministry for Latino students wow. uh, there in Phoenix. She also works for me. <laughs> 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 and so when I asked her to be on, I told her, you're going to be on the pause. And she said, yes, boss. Cause that's how our relationship is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so cool to have you here. Um, and so cool to meet you, um, in this zoom format. Um, if you can real quick, cause our audience knows Steven as like a Gomer dude, as a runner guy. I'm just like, so curious what it's like to have Steven <laughs> as a supervisor. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if i want to embarrass him or not <laughs> oh, come it's on. fine because <laughs> i swear half of the time he comes into meetings it's very serious and then the other half we're making jokes about movies or he's telling us a story about how he pooped yep. his pants <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> that's me in the professional world <laughs> <laughs> that's totally no, it's great. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> no, man. He's the best. He's a great boss. Oh, <laughs> Vic, wonderful. And Vic is a one way that I show that I love my employees is I fire them. And so 
Like if they yep. say something that I think is like a little bit mean or like they start ribbing me, I just say, you're fired. Sorry, Vic, you're out of here. You're fired. And that they, they all take that as a term of endearment from me. Right. So nice. I fired Victoria dozens of times. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been the one fired the most, honestly. <laughs> like you would always say, yeah. like my first year, you'd be like, you're fired. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> so you're moving to, are you in Flagstaff right now recording or you're, you haven't moved or anything yet? No, so I actually moved from Flagstaff and I'm in Yuma. So that's like on the southern part of Arizona, like right in between um, Mexico and California. And that's where I'm from. So that's my hometown. Oh. Um, yeah, it's about okay. two hours from San Diego, 30 minutes from the border. So it's just like right on the tip of Arizona. So I've been here for the past month. But then next week I'm moving to Phoenix, which is super exciting. Right. Wow. So. Wow. And then Good the week after that, that, we'll see one another. Right. We're <sighs> actually going to try a socially distanced staff meeting. In oh, person. nice. We haven't seen each other for months. It's so wow. weird. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we've seen each other on dumb Zoom, but screw that. I want to see people in person for once. Well, I know. And actually, so you you go by Vic, not Victoria. Yeah, that's like the nickname I have people call me. I have like a dozen different nicknames, but the one I have like okay, my uh, coworkers call me is Vic. There's like a ton of nicknames I probably don't want to share, but. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. the one. Well, and you have a list of you have a list of names okay. that you don't want anybody to call you, right? You don't like Vicky. Oh, I oh. hate Vicky. <laughs> but I hate Tori more. Tori is like worse to me. So if you're gonna call me either of the two, call me Vicky. Which is what like I just have to that, deal with people that. <laughs> so that yeah, so that'd be way worse than you fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're fired. I called her good. Vicky, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that would no. actually be firing. Um Tori, Tori would be the one where I would leave. I'd be like, "Sorry, Steven, you're fired." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, "You're fired." <laughs> All right, well, thanks Vic. You you are our first millennial guest. I was just thinking oh. about our first ever oh. millennial guest. Wow. Um and uh you've joined us here on our Hamilton episode. We're right we're mid trial. Mm-hmm. So you listen to the you listen to the podcast. You know how this works. We um, we have been giving some evidences so far. We've talked about how it's a great concert film. Like it actually makes you feel like you're in the room um, in a lot of ways. Um, Anthony just talked about Lin Manuel himself ah. and his unique voice. Um, and the my my second evidence that I am going to present is about the casting. Um, so you've seen Hamilton, I'm assuming. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) When did, when did you, what's your Hamilton history? When did you start listening to it? So Steven, I don't think you actually know this. It's really great. Um, so it was my sophomore year in college, fall 2015 Uh and Jessica was in a meeting, a leader's meeting. She was leading me. And she was like, I was like at the end of our meeting offhand. And she's like, yeah, Steven's like really obsessed with this musical. It's called like Hamilton. It's about rap and like the founding fathers. And I hadn't met Steven at that point. Like I had no idea who he was. So I was like, oh, yeah. And then like 
a day later, I was in my dorm working on an essay and I, it was like an essay that I spent a month on. And I was like, I just need to listen to something that would like help me stay focused. And it was on my Spotify, like the browse, cause it had just uh-huh. come up. Yeah. I was like, well, if Jessica's yep. husband thinks it's good, maybe I can give it a try. I was like, I don't know him, <laughs> but I'm like, I trust him. So then I started listening to it and wow. I became obsessed. Yeah. So you don't know that. Do you know that? Yes. <laughs> no, I never heard that. That's wonderful, and I feel great about it. <laughs> yeah, so feel proud. Thank Jessica, really. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I thank her for a lot of things. But this is another one. You got Victoria into Hamilton by <laughs> rolling your eyes at Stephen about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, okay, so you've been listening to it for a long time. That's years, right? Um, yeah. The... the the evidence I want to sig- that that I'm putting forward is the unique casting, right? From the beginning, um, I was really intrigued by the fact that it was a hip hop musical about the founding fathers, and not only that, but um, the creator, who I didn't even know his name at that point, m- made was very careful about the casting that he wanted to cast primarily actors and singers of color in what are real life white roles. So it's not just like traditionally white. This would normally be played by a white person roles. It's like Eliza was a white woman, right? But um, you have a black woman or, or a, I think is Philippa Sue. I don't even know who, if I think Philippa Sue is Latina. I think her parents Latina. are Chinese. Her dad is Chinese, I think. Okay. Yeah. As I say, I know she's like Asian, Asian descent. Got it. Yeah, Angelica, a black woman, right? Um, Lin Manuel, who is Puerto Rican, is that right? Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, and so as a white guy, that was intriguing to me. I never felt personally offended by that. I was always intrigued by it. Um, but we wanted to ask you, um, as a woman of color, what that was like for you. Like when you heard that, was that like, oh, that sounds weird, or that sounds cool, like? When you initially heard it and when you initially listened to it, what what was your response to it? Yeah, I think for me, like, I was, I mean, this was too, like, in a time in college where I was, like, learning about my own identity as being a Latina and what that meant to me and, like, growing in my understanding of multiculture uh, or multi-ethnicity and, like, different cultures. And so it was, like, super pivotal, I remember. And it was just really cool. I was like, wait, what? Because I had listened to musicals before. And I had known, like, mm-hmm. okay, the normal is it's just, like, typically, like, white people on the stage, right? And so to get to see, or mm-hmm. I didn't even get to see, to get to hear that it was people of color, I was like, whoa, like, this is so unique and different. Um, and I remember having these conversations with, like, my roommates, with my friends, and being like, whoa, okay, we're, like, getting to see people of color, people that represent me, getting to go on the stage and like mm-hmm. mm. have a role that not is like, that isn't necessarily given to us. Like I really love that mm. with Lynn Manuel or Lynn Manuel Miranda's like the way that he goes about it is he's always like inviting his friends or people that he knows like that are amazing actors or amazing singers. And he's like giving them opportunities that they don't necessarily get. And so for me, I was like, Whoa, like my right. people, people of color are getting to have an opportunity to like play the lead. Like this is uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. 
That's great. Um, what, what would you say to a person? So I have heard this and maybe you've read this that would say, well, why do, why do we get so mad when a role that was meant for a person of color is cast, uh, a white person is cast in that role. We were talking about the Martian where um, there, there was somebody, there, there's a role that is obviously supposed to be a South Korean woman uh, or a Korean woman. Right. Um, and it, it's just a white lady with a Korean person's name. And like, I wasn't happy about that. I, I'm downgrading that movie. It didn't get perfect because partially because of that, but I'm totally fine with uh, a Puerto Rican descent person playing <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, who was a white dude. Um, have you had conversations with people like that? Yeah, I haven't necessarily had conversations with white people. It's been mostly like um, other Latinos or people of color. So it's been really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I also like, I was watching a documentary. This is kind of like totally sidetracked, but I think the point of it, like it really hones in to like um, the idea that Great. I'm going to try to articulate but it was this documentary about women directors and women directors in Hollywood. And it was talking about like how there's like less mm-hmm. than 5% of directors in Hollywood, like in box, like uh, blockbuster movies are women. And then how even more it's like less right. than 1% are women of color. And it was this interview that like this specifically was this director who is a woman of color. I think she was Latina and she was talking about how she gets so frustrated going into these like, meetings and trying to like ask for jobs and just being like hey this is what I want to do I'm a director and everyone was like well you don't have any background you don't have any experience sorry we can't hire you and she Mm. was saying like how it's so hard for her um and then she was finally able to get an opportunity where she was able to get experience and then at a certain point she was behind the table and asking people like directors to come in and there was another fellow woman like a woman of color coming and asking to direct she was like, well, mm-hmm. what opportunities do you have? I don't see any on your resume. And like, you know, getting all on the women of color, like the other one's case. Um, and then she took like a step back and she reflected yeah. like, whoa, I was in that same position and someone gave me a chance. Someone gave me an opportunity that I mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily have had. And because of that, I was able to get more opportunities. Um, yeah, And that's like... I think that's what's helped me a lot with understanding this conversation because I totally get it. Like people are like, you could easily say, well, the founding fathers were white. Why not give them to people um, who are white? And I think for me, it's like, but people of color are getting this opportunity, an opportunity to be the lead, an opportunity to show like, I don't know. I think it's really significant for me to see like, oh, our founding fathers like could have been a person of color or that like. Hamilton is an immigrant, mm. right? Even though he isn't mm, a person of color. Yeah. It was like right. huge for me to be like, oh my gosh, like I have something in common with this founding father. And to know like that a person of color yeah. could, like he, what people of color weren't founding fathers. And in that time, you know, the way that they were treated was really harsh and it hurts. But to know like, oh, we can change this narrative and like show this empowerment and show like mm-hmm. we have people of color can also have a voice and also be leaders and what that could look like to then reflect as our wow. country yeah. is progressing, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was kind of long. Wow. I don't know if no. there's any questions. Yeah, that's no, amazing. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved, I loved seeing, I loved seeing the cast 
be so diverse. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I guess I wouldn't see why anybody would think anything other than that was amazing. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. Like somebody would be offended that, that a non white person was playing Hamilton. I mean, there's probably plenty of other times where that's happened in an, in an, the other way around. Like, did you hear about central park recently? You know, so it's the, it's an, it's a animated series. Um, mm-hmm. It's Josh Gad and oh dang it Kristen Bell Kristen Bell oh right right. so she just she now I what like I saw that she had recast herself um Mm -hmm. right um and there was some uproar about that and she was like this was the right thing to do this is what we should have done from the beginning um did did you see did you see that or hear about that story at all yeah, I saw that. There is a similar story with uh, that Netflix animated show, Big Mouth, where Jenny Slater was playing mm-hmm. um, a biracial okay. um, character. And she realized, like, I'm just a Jewish person or, like, white descent. Like, I shouldn't be playing this. So she decided to, like, give it up, too. And so I think wasn't there, too, like, The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Um, who was the guy yeah. who had played uh, that really famous character? Uh Right, so Hank like Apu something. is being, yeah, Apu. right, and so Hank Azaria is now yeah. being recast. Now, I, w- with those situations, wow. with the Simpsons in particular, I'm wa- I'm wondering if they're giving those roles up or if they are being recast. Um, e- either way, it's this strange. I mean, I I do think a lot of it is response in response to the cultural moment that we're in mm-hmm. and people realizing things that are so good and taking action on it. Right. Um, With Hamilton, I'm like, he was, we've used the head of the curve before, right, Anthony, when we're talking about this and it feels a little bit insensitive because the curve has always been there. It's just some people have seen it and some haven't. Right. But for Lin-Manuel to say, I'm going to do this really unique thing. um, First of all, it, I feel like it's a genius way to create interest in your art. To do mm. something crazy. I mean, this, the same with, I, I know that there have been shows that have gender swapped, right? Like, they'll take a really traditionally kind of um, male-oriented show and swap all the genders. So now, it just means something completely different when a woman is singing this song to a man instead of the mm. other way around. And so for him to base the entire casting from the get-go around what seems like might be a little bit gimmicky, but it just works so well and so intriguing. And man, if you're going to write a musical that is mostly rap, (laughs) you don't want to cast a bunch of white dudes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Hmm. Um, so So there are ways that it just makes a lot of really interesting sense. Um, just as a, a consumer of art, you're like, oh, that is a really interesting idea, and I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think it does give like a different perspective. Um, did you guys ever hear of that TV show, Party of Five? I think it was in the '90s, mm-hmm. really popular. Yep. So they did a reboot, but it's with a family that is Mexican, um, and the premise of okay. it. So it, you know, like in the old one in the '90s, huh. the parents die, and then the oldest son has mm-hmm. to take care of the other four siblings. Well, in this reboot, it's actually the parents have been—they were illegal, and they've been sent back to Mexico. 
And so then it's okay. putting this whole new twist yeah. on this concept. And like getting to watch it and like see that story played out, like I thankfully have never had that happen in my family, but I know friends and I have students who are going through that. Mm -hmm. And to like see it played out on television, it was mm -hmm. just so powerful. Like I remember talking to one of my students, um, one of my Latino students about it, and she was just like, oh, this is just so heartbreaking. Like I know that this is truth and I'm really glad that they're showing this for everyone else to kind of understand like this is what happens with family separation and this is what happens with the children that are left behind um but it was just like wow we're getting mm -hmm. voice to talk about our story in this way and it was like what you're saying they were just mm -hmm. making a twist on it yeah um and yeah i think even in hamilton mm -hmm. like seeing a person of color like i really relate to eliza and like seeing her as a woman of color and seeing those characteristics played out I was like thinking about it the other day and I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. I see how she's in my mom. I see how she's in my grandma or my aunts in the ways that mm. they've like just really like have kept that family unit and like have really just like have been quieted in some regards, but are so loud. And they're the small things that they do mm. for the family. Um, and I just love yeah. getting to see that betrayal. And I don't necessarily know if I would have connected as easily to it had it been played by a white woman. Yeah. Mm. You know. And that's not to say anything bad, but it's just like this has like it impacts right. me differently. Oh, yeah. man. That's that's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. I I just watched um, the History Channel like an hour and a half on Alexander Hamilton, who actually truthfully didn't know very much about Alexander Hamilton before watching this musical other than the ten dollar <laughs> thing and that he's got a famous name and stuff. And I was like, wait, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> like because they had all these like reenactments and stuff and i was like wait all these people are white it's like this isn't right that's amazing <laughs> like i literally thought that the entire time like this this isn't right that's not alexander hamilton um i love uh, though that that just you seeing somebody like what you said seeing somebody that looks like you on the screen has such a big impact. Like it makes me so sad that that like that that hasn't been happening forever. Like like I'm like I'm just thinking about it like just guys we're kind of going through this cultural moment of, of self-examination and stuff. Like we're just like we've been like basically and I'm a white dude. So I've been basically staring at people that look like me, ET from or Elliot from ET, um all my favorite superheroes Luke Skywalker you know, um, but thinking about the fact that a whole other, a whole group of people in our country have also been only watching white dudes, um, mm -hmm. haven't seen people that look like them. And like, was there like a feeling, is there like a feeling of like feeling like left out? Like, why am I, why am I am not represented on there or. Yeah, I think it like, it's so funny too, because. Like, you know, when you're growing up and you see these animated movies, like Disney movies, you're like, oh my gosh, this character yeah. and stuff. Like, I really, my mom told me growing up, I really loved um, Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, or Dame, I forget how to pronounce mm -hmm. her. Um, and it was because yeah. she was a gypsy and yeah. she was, uh, she had the same color skin. She was like, you just loved it because you looked just like her and you had curly hair. And I was like, why would I like that movie wow. though? Like, it's really scary. Mm -hmm. Like that movie is kind of dark. I don't get it. And she's like, no, you just really love the there's, character. There's that long song about lust or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, 
<laughs> I watched it again with my mom last month and I was like, did I really like this? Are you serious? Like, oh, um, and it's like funny too. Cause like when I think about my first crush, you know, people are like, oh, I really like Simba or I like Prince Eric. I really liked Aladdin. Cause I was like, oh, he's Mexican. Like that was in my head what I thought Aladdin was. And it was because he was the, like, <laughs> he was like the character that I was like, oh, he's the one that looks the most like me. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm, yeah, it's been like amazing. Like mm. when Coco came out a couple years ago, I got to watch it with my family on Thanksgiving Day. And oh my gosh, we were just such a wreck because the way that they talked about family and oh, the way that man. they portrayed it, like, oh, uh, and like even the town, like mm-hmm. my family, my mom's side of the family is from um, a little town in the mountains in Sonora. And we've gone to visit it, like visit and it looks just like the town in Coco. And I was like, this is like what they're talking about. Mm. Or like the panduce that they have on the table or the different, like the way that the grandma was. Like mm-hmm. it just was speaking about our family. Or even the chancla, like the sandal. When she like hits the guy, I was like, oh my gosh, that's my mom. Like if I get yeah. mad, she'll like pull out the sandal. Um, <laughs> and so it was just like so amazing getting to share that and like seeing the songs with my family. And even with my students, like my Latino students, we were all just like crying. I watched, every time I watch it, I just sob because it just like reminds us like wow this is something to be proud Mm. of of our heritage um and so yeah i've really loved getting to see Mm. more of that diversity getting to see more stories about that yeah Mm. and so you you told me something that i didn't know right that hamilton that i sort of introduced you to hamilton i think one of the reasons why i wanted to talk to you on this episode was because of a conversation you and i had after coco where I was like, yeah, that was really good. I liked it. I got a little teary. And your your description of Coco was like this deep, guttural experience, family mm. connection. Um, and and I I think it's it was a time of like where I was starting on kind of this journey of awakening when it came to what art I was consuming and how I was consuming it. Um, where I was like, why, why are our experiences so different? And we had a conversation where you said something similar to what you're saying to us right now, which is, I never get to see that. And so mm. when I see that, it is this deeply emotional, special, unique, empowering um, experience. And for me as a white guy, I'm just like, shrug, great, nice movie, right? Because that's how I take movies in. Nice movie, nice movie, nice movie, because I always see me. Um, Hmm. but you, you having, you having shared that with me, I think was pretty powerful and kind of changed course a little bit for me. Hmm. Wow. I don't remember that. That makes me feel really happy. Thanks for saying that, Stephen. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I I think you probably have a lot of conversations like that. Um, and so I was just one of the conversations you had. So hopefully you know that you are having an impact with a lot of those kinds of conversations in your life. Um, speaking of that. Can you tell Anthony what movie you pitched me <laughs> that we need to do on Perfect Movie before you go? Oh, no. I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> okay. I just want a preference. Anthony, like, if you haven't caught on by now, I love pop culture. I love movies. I love TV shows. Like, I'm, like, obsessed. Um, and so I've been trying to beg Stephen, like, hey, you should do a pick that I like think is really good or whatever. I've just been harassing him for the past year. And so Love Vic's picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have really good picks normally, but Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. okay. So preface. tell what this pick so, is then. 
This is okay. So, and you know what? It's I will defend it. Uh, <laughs> so for my birthday in May, Stephen, we like had a small gathering, and I was like, Stephen, can you do a movie in my honor <laughs> for my birthday? He's like, okay. He's like, okay, you have to guess. And so he went through twenty questions. It was more than twenty questions. It was like yeah. thirty minutes long. He was trying to figure out what this movie was. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it was a joke, but he took it so seriously. Um, and I told him that you guys should review Alvin and the Chickmunks, the squeakquel. <laughs> and you were like convincing me that it's a really good movie. And I've, you, you, you have to see it several times to really get all the depth of it. And like, you really had me going. Vic. Okay. I think I fired you. But normally I do choose. I do choose good movies normally, but it was a joke. I was talking with my coworkers and I was like, how much do you like how much you want to bet that I can get Steven like really into this movie idea, like pitch him this idea and it's just going to be the squeakquel. Yeah. Cuz we always make jokes about it. Well, and, I, and normally but Alvin and the we I love that franchise. Wow. <laughs> normally we really line up as far as what we, movies we like. We're we're big rom-com fans. We like musical stuff like that and so Squeakquel came out of nowhere. I think it actually really did honestly upset me and uh, <laughs> it confused me for the rest of the day. <laughs> okay, so I've actually never even seen it. It's because so it's not my fault. I'll see it. <laughs> okay, Anthony will now see the Squeakquel. I think the girls would like the Squeakquel probably. Don't you think Anthony's daughters would like the Alvin and the Chipmunks franchise? It's a good one. Yeah, and they have the Chipettes in the sequel. Yeah, Squeakquel. Oh. It's with the girl <laughs> Chickmunks in the sequel. Okay, so yep. they'll like that maybe. I like it. Yeah. Well, I like. I, I don't know that listen, we're gonna do it on bad. Perfect Movie Vic. Sorry. I like the name of it though. I've it's al- okay. I have a ton of other choices. Okay, I've always thought the Squeakquel <laughs> is actually pretty funny. Like name for a, you know, it's like pretty yeah. perfect. It, that could yep. go under like perfect title. Okay. Yeah. Perfect title. Wait. But the third, the third movie in the franchise is called Alvin and the Chickmunks Chipwreck. Right, because they're on a boat. Because they go on a, a, a cruise. Shipwreck. <laughs> okay. This keeps getting better so and better. So also in the running. <laughs> All right, yep, Vic. Exactly. Well, thanks for joining us. We, we have to get to our Toy Story results. So we're going to head over there. But thanks for joining <gasps> us. Hey, um, if people, if you, if you like the cut, of Vic's jib here and you like what she's about you you like the sound of her and you want to know more about her ministry where can they find you on Instagram oh okay well this is gonna give my second nickname up it's a little embarrassing to share with the Gomer Nation but I'll do it um okay my handle is (laughs) at Vic duh (laughs) d-a quick and then two Vic to quick (laughs) Yep. And th- are there underscores under that? So Vic it's Vic quick. underscore duh underscore quick, or is it one word? It's just all one word. Vic duh quick too. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're interested in Victoria in her ministry, if you'd like to support her, you know, I'm always, always hustling. So um, uh, find her direct Steven, message her there. You're so great. <laughs> I just followed you on Instagram. Um, I found you there. So now, Yes. Now we can be officially friends. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. And for uh, the listeners, my picture, my profile picture is me eating a corn with uh, cheese on it. So if you need help. <laughs> oh, that looks <laughs> so good. That's the one you're looking for. Because olote is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> She's eating the olote. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Vic. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. My dreams came true. I'm so happy. I'm going to, I, Stephen, I already told everyone. Oh, I'm like, good. you have to listen to this episode. Super good to great. meet you. Super good to meet so you. So maybe you'll get new followers. All right. Now get back yeah, to work. It was great meeting you too. Get back to work. I'm, I'm not paying you for sitting around. Get, get to work. Go. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So we've got to do our Toy Story results before we end the app. But, dude. Right. One thing that you mentioned that you have not said yet is okay. you said you were going to say something that might get Broadway nerds oh. mad at you. <laughs> My hot take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your hot take. Oh, man. I'm so worried about this. Well, we're we're at like this episode is getting so long. We're probably we've been talking that we're probably going to do at least two episodes on the bonus disc about Hamilton. Um, <laughs> but I'll I'll drop it real quick. See, I feel bad doing this like after we've been just loving on this movie so much man no, no listen here's why because you need a, you need a balance we talked about broadway blaps we don't like those broadway blaps um i i think we talked yeah we talked about on the on a bonus episode the toy story results episode about you know you can't say we're not we're not revealing anything groundbreaking that hamilton is good <laughs> right <laughs> so if you've got a hot take that you think is going to anger people if you think they're going to come at you, I want to hear this hot take so bad. Shoot. Okay, this is not a hot take about Hamilton. This is a hot take about musicals. Okay, here we go. Because you know me. I'm a big musical fan. I love my I musicals. Know, I love dude. them. Okay. 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 He, Tell me. Remember when we talked about on the bonus disc um, that like I, I had this file in my notes I have 1,100 mm-hmm. notes on my iPhone, and one was titled, Great Art Moves You. <laughs> this was during the big reveal when you when you told me you have almost 1,100 notes on your phone. And I, I'm still kind of blown away. We've had people say, like, this has got to be some sort of, like, bonus disc where Anthony just reads these to you, and I respond right okay so one of your notes was good art moves you was a note okay and then great and then, great art moves you so great art moves you. art so music mm-hmm. art yeah. film uh theater spoken word um, paintings yeah paintings sculptures uh-huh. right it's supposed to evoke an emotion yes okay um yeah. and so like that that is like what you want as like an artist this is we're at the, the end of this episode. We're getting so deep here. Um, but like, that's what you want as an artist is you want to create an emotional response. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 I don't have time to go into all of this thought. Um, but like when I hear like worship music, man, it creates an emotional response for me. Yeah. Right. Like you hear, like, it's just that sound that we've grown up in since the nineties. Uh-huh. Delirious, you know, like, and then it was Tomlin. like passion. Elevation <laughs> right. Tomlin. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, it just it does it has an emotional response. Same with classical yeah. has a whole gambit of emotional responses to me. Any anywhere from like uh it it soothes, it challenges, mm-hmm. it teaches, it, you know. Um so for me, this is the hot take. Bro, I feel okay. I just I can't even Dude, lay it on me. 90% of me doesn't feel this way but 10% does when i hear this kind of music it irritates me <laughs> okay tell me there's, why 
there's some I don't know, there's something about the sound. Oh, I'm sorry everybody, I just have to tell the you sound. my truth. There's just I don't know what it is. There's something about like I that I just don't love about musical theory, but there's only 10% of me that feels like this because then there's another 90% that I like love it, but like a perfect example, a drop the needle moment. Yeah. Oh, people are going to hate me and I'm really worried about Noah cuz he loves this stuff and I'm worried he's not going to be my friend anymore. I mean, yeah, he's he, the, your relationship is over with him. I just know. Kidding. It's that chord uh in rent, okay? And which, which there are a lot of those minutes yeah. and then all mm-hmm. about uh, love. You don't like that part. I don't I like I don't know if it's the contrarian, the slight contrarian that's like you're supposed to like this and everybody loves it and it's everybody's just pandering. Smiling. It's just pandering to the broad audience. Give me a break. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. But here's what I'm saying, dude, is yes. w- part of what I stinking love about this is it doesn't sound so- there's something about this as a musical that yeah. doesn't sound like that. Yeah. Now you know what I mean? he is influenced by Rent, and I think the the um, the song that sounds most like Rent is uh, uh, "Teach Them How to Say Goodbye." My, one of my favorite songs. Mm. I, okay. I consider the Lobster when I listen to that song, um, and I really like what I'm con- not the Lobster. I consider the Coconut uh, when I listen to that song because it helps me consider the Coconut. I really like that, but um, I know what you mean. That uh, so one the thing that I hear against musicals a lot is like, well, how can people just break out into song? That's not sure. realistic. Like you're walking around, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like everybody's choreographed like Mac and Me style. Like, wait, what? Why are all these people at McDonald's? And now they're all dancing <laughs> together. They're at this birthday party. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So that's just. Uh, so I, I. I. This is weird. I was watching this, uh, I think it was a, uh, something on the two towers, mm-hmm. uh, DVDs where, yep. uh, somebody was asking Peter Jackson, how come this scene with one of these battle scenes is so well lit? Where is the light coming from? Mm-hmm. And Peter Jackson said the same place the music is coming from. Mm. Like you're, you're, we're not, listen, dude, we're not in real life. You need to see what's going on right right just like nobody's asking me where the nope there aren't there isn't an orchestra right over there playing the music the lighting comes from where the music comes from it's movies (laughs) and so that is a great um, answer that's so good yeah um and so that's how i see musicals like this is this is the this is the way they've decided to tell the story 90 percent of me feels that way okay 10 percent of me rolls my eyes (laughs) <laughs> and I love musicals, but I think we are in agreement here. Okay. When <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, um, th- that that chord went too far. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> handle that chord. <laughs> Not one more chord. I, uh, yeah. I, it's <laughs> there's something that it's been since I was like young. I, it's just like the. It wasn't my favorite sound. Yeah. It it and I'm sure there's other music that people when they listen to it irritates them. Right. Like I would not I don't I don't usually like listen to Broadway stuff. Um it's just not my favorite. 
I but, wonder if it's the smaller orchestra that you don't like. It's a little bit too sparse. Yeah. You like that orchestra. full orchestra. I mean, have you seen Les Mi- the Les Mis movie with Hugh Jackman? Nope, haven't. Okay. That's an incredible experience because I was used to watching Les Mis, or listening to Les Mis my whole life with yep. how many people are in a pit? 25? Uh, like, yeah, 25, 30, something like that. Yeah. And so in this movie, the, there's a 120-piece orchestra playing these songs. Okay. And it's like, yeah. this this is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> this is pod racing. <laughs> so I, w- I, I, I get what, there's probably a lot of things. That, and, and also, you already revealed that you're... F- that you listen to Starlight Free and Express a lot it when was, you were little, and that's half synthesizer. Well, in the pit for Hamilton's probably like seven people. Uh, maybe like 10. I don't know. Yeah, I would. I don't know. It seemed like it was a full pit when I went and looked down there when we were in uh, Chicago. I think there's like like two keyboard players, drums, bass, guitar, and maybe like a string quartet. It's like okay. pretty yeah. small. Okay. Um. Yeah, lots of synth stuff, but that makes sense for this musical, right? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, listen, I'm not mad at you for your hot take because I understand where you're coming from. Hot take, musical hot theater, take. the sound of it, 10% of me just, it's like grating. 90% of me, <laughs> I wish I was in it. It's like this weird, like, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a, like a little bit of jealousy. Like, I wish I was yeah. like good at that. I wish I was in uh-huh. that. Like, stop having so much fun. I want to be up there. Eh. Um, right. But then also I'm kind of like, oh, a little bit. So th- <laughs> there's all that wrapped up in there. So that's my hot Definitely. take. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. I love it. No, I love a hot take. You know me. <laughs> the hotter, the better. I could probably get hotter okay. if we were just talking me and you. Um, right. I mean, listener, you should hear the hot takes behind the scenes. You wouldn't believe it. Be on fire. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story results. We just want to let people know we now have nine movies on the list because Toy Story got Toy Story got a resounding yes, ninety-two percent from the listenership. Anthony and I both voted yes. Uh, yep. It's going up to the Xenomorphs. We're really happy about that. It started at all, not at all, but it started Pixar. It started Toy Story. Yep, and um, it it created these boots that my kids have. So yep. perfect. And we had wonderful. our first review from a dog on yeah. that bonus disc so, episode. Yeah. So if you don't subscribe to the bonus disc, patreon.com slash two gomers. If you want to become a gomertron, uh, all you need to do is give three point one per month to get those full result shows. But you got to give the 6.2. That's 6.2 yeah. is where it's at because we are 10K. going to do an emergency Mac and me episode. Ooh. Anthony saw this movie after not seeing it for a long time. He called me up and said, stop the presses. Drop what you're doing. We have to do an emergency Mac and me <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, so wait. those kind of interstitial bonus episodes besides the results shows, you have to give 6.2 a month or more. And that's coming this month. Uh, so... There you go. There's our Hamilton app, dude. Dude, we didn't even get to talk about our favorite songs, our favorite scenes, our favorite actors. Our, our Oh my gosh, we have so much more. Honestly, I, um, I, I think that stuff has been talked about so much. Just look up Hamilton on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find no, people's but, favorite songs. I, I liked talking about the movie. We're I know, movie me too. Podcast, man. We got to talk about the movie. And also, totally. 
Thank you to Victoria for joining us. What a great friend. What a great that staff. That was amazing. Yes. Thank you, Victoria. Um, yep. Thank you, Crosby the Aussie, for your awesome comment. That was the dog we were talking about earlier um, from Instagram. And uh, hey, I got one quick question for you, and then we got to close. Um, did yeah. you grow up listening to musicals? Yes. Okay. So, because I um, somehow I had that fluke of Starlight Express and Phantom of the Opera and Joseph. Joseph was the other one. But other than that, yeah. I like we never listen okay. to that stuff. So yeah, so you were in the uh, the Andrew Lloyd Webber yep. track, right? So totally. you were hearing those. Uh, one final quick story: We used to have a record player, lots of records. I remember listening to My Fair Lady on the record player, and and trying to figure out how to hook the record player up to my television <laughs> so I could watch it through the <laughs> record. Amazing. Uh, that's that's a musical memory that I have. But yeah, My Fair Lady, Bye Bye Birdie, uh, Phantom. Now, Phantom was probably, I, I think maybe Cats. Mom, can you tell me? Mom, are you listening? Can you call me right now and tell me, did we have Cats on a record? Um, but yeah, lots of sitting on the ground listening to records of musicals Okay, at our house. You know Sound what, of Music. Though, I need to think and put my finger on this. We're going to do this later, but like... I freaking love Rodgers and Hammerstein. I yeah. love the American Songbook. What is, is it like the 90s? It I don't might know. be, it might be the 80s. It might be the Maybe. 80s and 90s musicals have a certain sound. Maybe that's the sound. I, yeah. I need to think more. Also, you know, I grew up in New York. Hey, I'm walking here. Bring me to the Great White Way. I want to watch some musicals. We used to go to all sorts of musicals. Sure. Okay. That's amazing. All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. I I had a, whenever I saw a tape deck, you know, those boom boxes that had a little TV in it? Uh Uh-huh. I thought if I put the Starlight Express tape in there, same mm-hmm. thing that I'd be able. I, I like was like, we need one of those because then we could watch Starlight Express. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, w- w- it, wonderful. We were such wonderful boys and pleasure to live with. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Next movie, Wait. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Don't forget to subscribe to the bonus disc. Mac and Me is coming. If you want to give us any feedback, you know where to go. Two Gomers are perfect movie podcasts. You can look those up and find all sorts of ways to contact us. All right, dude. Thanks for Hamiltoning today. Totally. Super fun, man. Total pleasure. Have a great week. All right, you too, dude. And happy watching Bill and Ted. <laughs>